We're talking about the building blocks of faith. We're really getting back to the basics. We've spent five weeks on defining what faith is. And I want to encourage you, go back and outline these things because this is a foundational series on how to walk by faith, how to live by faith. You know, it's very important. We have to know what faith is. Now this week, we're going to start and begin talking about how faith comes. So, and then we'll finish up by talking about how to release our faith. Well, we'll finish up in this series. You know, the first word of our name is faith. I pray that every service we're talking about faith. Amen. Because I'm telling you, if you'll learn how to get in faith and stay in faith, you will always get the result that the word says. Always. You've never met an individual that has gotten in faith and stayed in faith that did not see what God said in his word, that they saw it in their life. It, It manifested in their life, manifested in their body, manifested in their finances. We have to live, we have to live our life with our eyes on the Lord. This is so important. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm not moved by circumstances. I'm not moved by people. I'm not moved by a virus. I'm not moved by sickness and disease. I'm not moved by corporate changes and all of this stuff. I'm not moved by that. I'm moved only by him. It's in him that I move, that I live, that I have my very being. This is a season where these things that we've been hearing have to take root in our lives, right? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Worship. Abraham was strong in faith as he gave glory to God. We talked about that last week. Most Christians, they're really good at knowing how to listen to worship music and feel really nice. But that goes away the moment the song is over because we're not worshiping, right? It's very important. This is not worship. This is not anything. To be honest with you, if you do this in worship, you know how you're going to walk by faith? You're going to walk by faith like this. Do you know I'm not walking by faith? Nothing's happening. Why? Because I'm not talking. The Bible is very clear that we are never to let the word of God depart out of our mouth. I don't know that that has ever been more important than right now. Do you know the statistics are in the church, depression is at an unprecedented height. Divorce, suicide, anxiety, and fear. And the reason why is because people are doing this. And Satan's throwing thoughts. And pretty soon, those thoughts get so big that people start taking them and start speaking them. 
And before you know it, here's this child of God that has the very Holy Spirit of God on the inside of them, has all of heaven, angels standing around them, ready to go minister and do things for them. Jesus, as the head of the church, his eyes are upon them, waiting for them to speak the word of God out of their heart and can do nothing because we're not talking. What are we talking about? We talk about politics and we talk about this or that situation. And it's, it's, this is not faith. This is not faith at all. I want to encourage you. We've been talking for five weeks about what faith is. Faith, the faith of God, which we're going to learn today, that comes from hearing his word, not listening. It comes from hearing his word. That faith brings substance to the thing that you're expecting. Your faith brings substance to your healing. Your faith brings substance to the money that you need. Your faith is what brings substance to the success that God wants you to walk at in life. So we are to awaken to righteousness. Do you know the statistics are absolutely staggering in 2020 of how few churches have been birthed in America, actually around the world. How, 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 how this, it, it really appears that things have really slowed down but yet, can't you sense it? The momentum that is, that, that is there in the body of Christ right now. I'm telling you, get excited. It's, it's like this. It's like you're sitting in this calm, which is no fun. You know, you're sitting on your surfboard in the ocean, and it's this calm. But where we are right now is there's a way, the set, the set is here. And man, the Holy Spirit's going to direct us to where all of a sudden we get excited and we see the wave and we start moving and then that wave just takes us. I'm telling you, God can change your situation like that. And you got to know that. So we can't be moved by anything. You know, I am just sensing in my spirit there are many Christians, there's many watching online, there may be some people here that we've lost, we're, we're sitting here and we're going, we have done nothing for so long we don't even know how to be the church anymore. Don't worry about that. Just get your eyes back on Jesus. Get his word in your heart and coming out of your mouth and you'll go from not knowing what to do to all of a sudden He'll breathe life into every aspect of your life and you will go from where you thought you were way out to lunch to right in the middle of the will of God. I'm telling you, the battle that you're in today, you've already won because Jesus already won it for you. So, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, we finish the de defining of what faith is by Hebrews 11.1, 1, we went into a lot of other things. But Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is 
the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. And as we broke this down in the Greek language, we saw that now faith is the substance or faith, the faith of God, which comes from hearing his word, gives substance to the things that you're hoping for. And as we looked at the definition of hope, hope is a joyous, confident expectation. You can say it this way. My faith, which came to me, it's actually the faith of God, which came as a result of me hearing God's words, gives substance to the thing that I'm expecting. God said he redeemed me from the curse of the law. He redeemed me from the curse of sickness and disease. So I fully expect that by his stripes I was healed. Faith gives substance to my healing, to that thing I'm accepting or uh, uh, hoping for, that I'm expecting. It is literally the evidence or the proof, as the Greek would say. My faith is the proof that I have right now what I can't see, what I can't perceive with my senses. Wow. See, no matter what you face in life, you have Jesus right now. That that means you have everything that he gave, everything that he did. Literally the abundance of grace, the gift of righteousness, it, it's the, the grace of God is the finished work of Christ. You have been given it right now. You possess it right now. Satan does not want you to know that. You can be in the middle of the most depressing situation, the, the most dangerous situation. You could be right in the middle of it and be full of joy because you already know the end of it. So faith gives substance Faith in action is the practical expression of your confidence in the word of God. I trust him. I have confidence. This is my final authority. This is my final authority. So we walk around as the church knowing that God's will is that our nation be in peace and be a godly nation. We've already asked them to come and heal our land and move. So we don't sit there and beg. We just, with, with hearts full of praise, we, we thank the Lord that this nation will be founded on righteousness. Righteousness will reign. Evil will be shut up and exposed. Right? This is how we live. This, I, don't, I'm not, I don't walk around thinking, gosh, you know, I've got these symptoms in my body, and man, I just hope it doesn't get any worse. No, I declare no. I'm not moving, so symptoms, you're going to have to move. Because I've already got the final authority on this. Right? This is, and I don't, I don't micromanage my faith. No, no, no. I keep his word in abundance in my heart and coming out of my mouth. I don't have to understand how a kidney works to have a healthy kidney. Right? I don't have to know about cancer to have it leave my body. Don't have to know anything about it. The only thing I know about it is it has no legal right in my body. Right? So that's how we live. Confidence grows as you invest time 
with him and in him. That's how your confidence will grow, by spending time with him. It's very clear where people are at. If you want to know where you're at spiritually, listen, just, just on your phone, start recording your conversation. Right? Look at your checkbook and look at your schedule on what you're feeding on. Are you feeding on news feeds on your phone all day, but yet you haven't read or meditated in any scripture? Then it's, you're going to walk in fear. There's no possible way not to, even though you don't have a spirit of fear. See, these are things, it's, this is the basics, right? Your faith literally will never go beyond the revelation of God's word that you have in your heart. And revelation doesn't come by listening. Do you know what comes by listening to the word of God? Self-deception. Self-deception. But faith comes by hearing the word of God. And we're going to really get into that. So we have to define that. We said this, we said this the last couple weeks. You have to take the step and make the choice that you're going to believe the word of God in order to ever come to the place of knowing that the word of God is true and, and knowing it by example, experiencing it in your life. You have to choose to believe it first. Right? So this is, this is I'm telling you, we're living in a time when all hell is breaking loose. Satan wants to turn the world. He's always wanted to do this. Global control. He's always wanted that slavery. If you look at the Greek words Paul used all throughout the epistles for the earth, he called it a satanic slave market where people are sold from one bondage to another. Satanic leadership where I'm going to live my way and do my thing, but I'm going to tell you where to live, what to wear, what you're going to do in life. I'm going to completely control you. And here's the cool thing. He can't control the body of Christ. Because we're in the kingdom of God. And everywhere we move in the kingdom, he has to move. So that's why it's important that we walk in the faith of God. We said this last week, that wrong thinking is what robs the, the people of God. We have to get our thinking right. God gave us his word to get our thinking right. Right? We have to think in line with his word. If a thought comes into my mind that's contrary to the word of God, I'm going to take it captive with the word of God. I'm going to say no. Right? right? All of a sudden you're walking around your house and, and, and you're thinking about, man, what if riots break out in my neighborhood and people come in here and try to hurt me or hurt my kids or my family or gosh, what if this and what if that? That's when you got to take that captive and go no. I possess salvation, sozo. Part of it is safety, freedom of apprehension. Right? Got big angels standing there. The Bible says the angel of the Lord encamps round about them that, that reverence and honor and respect the Lord. Why, why? Why only them? Because they're inviting that. And they're sent by God. You know, there's only been one time in my life that I've seen angels. And they were big. 
You know, they, they, were, they were very, very big. One angel killed 186,000 men in one night with one sword. Wow. Right? And here's the cool thing. As I meditate in the word of God and hear the word of God, the very armor of God manifests upon me. And it enables me to stand against all the wiles of the devil. In Ephesians 6 where it says that, that word stand means to survey the battlefield. So what it does is the, as the armor of God manifests upon me, what happens is it takes me to another place. So all of a sudden, it takes me to this place. To where I'm up here and I could, I, oh yeah, here, here he comes over here. He's going to come this way. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit, I've already got scriptures. Revelation on scriptures. And the minute he, the minute he comes, he's face to face with me. Never, never catches me off guard. Can't, can't do it. Because the Lord, as I, as I allow the, the, the very armor of God to manifest upon me, I, he, I'm surveying the battlefield. The Holy Spirit's like, oh, he's going to come over here next. These are the three scriptures you need. And then you start meditating in them, and then you have them in your mouth. And see, from this position, you've got to understand, this position's like this. You're already humbling yourself. Right? So when he comes, you resist him. How? You start out with three words. It is written. And then you say what other, whatever scriptures are there. And the Bible says he flees like he's in terror. This is the walk of faith. Faith is the product of right thinking. We'll never get away from that. Right? The Bible says things like, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. I think, was it, was it some, some uh, natural speaker? I don't know if it was Henry Ford or some, some speaker said this, if you think you can or if you think you can't, you're right. Where did they get that? They get that from the Bible, right? Confessing the word of God increases spiritual strength. Confessing your circumstances diminishes spiritual strength. We have to know that. Spiritual weakness is a result of wrong thinking. Where does that come from? Well, it could come from ignorance. Maybe you've never heard. Right? I remember the first time I was 17 years old and I heard faith for the first time. It was just a little cassette. I, I, I've never, I, I'm just, I'm listening to this and I'm just like, oh my gosh. I listened to it over and over and over because I had never heard anything like that. I'd been in the church my whole life. It's amazing how that changed my life. My faith is not in what I see. It's not in what I feel. It's not in what a doctor says. It's not what my checkbook says. It's not what my employer says or what my business says. It's not what my circumstances are saying. My faith is not in who's in the White House and who's in the government. My faith is not in that. Right? 
My faith is in the word of God. It's my faith is in what God says. Now I pray for righteousness. I pray for righteous leadership. I pray for all of these things. But listen, regardless, I'm not going to be moved by my circumstances. I'm a child of God. I am to move my circumstances in Christ. We don't allow the circumstances of our life to tell us whether or not the word of God is working. Right? Abraham never let his body tell him what he had. Right? Strong faith always looks to God and gives glory to him. Always. So worship, see, worship is such a key. Faith doesn't look like this. Faith looks like this. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Right? Or faith looks like this. Just totally asleep, resting in him. Faith, when a, person, when a person of faith wakes up, you could almost hear the demons tremble. Oh my gosh, she's up again. He's up again, right? Here we go again. That's, that's literally who you are. So what do we do? We focus our attention on what he has done for you. And now what he's currently doing for you as, as your high priest, as your intercessor, as your advocate. I thank you, Jesus, that you've provided everything for my life. And I thank you today that you're seated at the right hand of your father, the place of all authority, and you've actually given me your authority. And now you're watching over your word to perform it in my life. And when I speak your word, you bring it to pass. And so now all things are possible. Well, you want a word? That's a word. I mean, you're sitting here today. What I'm telling you, the Bible says that you are a world overcomer forever. Forever. All that, all that the enemy's doing in the world is nothing compared to what God's doing in the world right now. Isn't that good news? So let's go to Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. Let's start talking about this, how faith comes. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Hallelujah. You guys doing okay this morning? Man, I hope when you come to church, you are so encouraged and so strengthened, and so built up. I hope that, that if you walk in with stuff attached, that it literally just falls off your mind. Just falls, just falls off. Or runs away. And that you are focused on the fact that, no, 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 no. No, I have what God says I have. I am who God says I am. And I can do what he says I can do. And, and, and all those prayers of supplication are true that God, I know God has a future for me. 
Man, I'm telling you, I wonder what would happen if everybody in this room this week, everybody you run into, you tell them. You know, when you see them. How's your day going? Do you know how many, I, I, always, I love asking that question to people. Oh, how's your day going? Because you know, what do they ask me? What, why am I asking them that question? Because I want them to ask me the question. How's your day going? Right? Because a great answer to that question is, you know, I am so excited because I know that God loves me and he has a future for me. And it's a good future. Do you know right now in Omaha, Nebraska, that would breathe life? You're not going to be like, oh, that's stupid. You won't get that. You might get that once in a while. But most of the time, people are like, what? Because when you're saying that, the Holy Spirit is saying to them, and I have that for you too. Yeah. We got to stop being religious. God has nothing to do with being religious, right? It says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, so then faith cometh. Now, this word cometh was added by the translators. It's not in the original message or in the original manuscripts. It says, in the original manuscripts, it would read, so then faith by hearing. Cometh was just added, which I think that really... That depicts it. It makes it clear for us in English. Faith comes by hearing. Now, this word hearing is the Greek word. It's a feminine noun. It's a koe, A-K-O-E. It means the thing heard. It means the sense of hearing. It literally has in it the meaning where now I'm, you're allowing God's word to speak to your heart. See, when you listen, you're just listening. I'm here at church that makes me feel better, and I'm listening today. But listening with no, with no reverence and honor and respect for what you're hearing, with no inclination that I'm going to do what I hear, you'll never be able to hear a koe means you're allowing the word of God to speak to your heart. Every time, this morning, I mean, I'm the one preaching, but I gotta tell you, today I'm hearing. Lord, I always tell him, I'm like, today, Father, I have ears to hear. I am going, I'm, I'm coming before your word and I'm submitted to your word. I hold it in the highest regards and I'm going to allow your word to penetrate my heart. I want you to speak to my heart today, right? That's hearing. Hearing is much more than listening to. Hearing has more to do with what is said than what is heard. See, when I'm hearing I'm focused on what God is saying to my heart, right? Like right now, the Lord is telling me, all things, Tony, are possible to you as you believe me, right? Tony, I, I'm, making, I'm making 
my church the head and not the tail in the earth. I mean, there's things that just go off in your heart when you're hearing. So you could say it this way. The literal meaning of this verse is so then faith by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, if you want to get really technical, it'll really bring the clarity of this verse out. What it literally says, there's no punctuation in the Greek. So if you want to get what really Paul is writing, it would say this. So then, faith by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So then, faith by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's a continual hearing. I am to walk by faith and live by faith, so I can't do that if I hear, and then I have a little break, and then I hear, and I have a little break. No, no, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, if you say that about 20 times, you'll start really getting revelation on it. I want to encourage you, if you want to get revelation on a verse, keep saying it out loud over and over to yourself with a heart attitude that, Father, this word I put above everything else. This Bible, his word, I don't care what, what, what scripture it is, I hold it in highest regard. You know, you've heard me tell the story. I can't remember what the island was. For some reason, I'm thinking it was Singapore, but I don't know. It, it was some island. It might have been Singapore, but it might be someplace else too. Rama, the Rama Bible College that's there, the teacher, the head of the school, requires that every student has their own ministry. So the head of the school was asking one time to this one young man who was of the country that where the school is at. He goes, he goes, so what's your ministry? And he goes, oh, he goes, well, what I do is there's a certain part of the island, and if you go out there, that there's literally, you'll see people walking around naked in, in, the, in the woods, and they've completely lost their mind. So they're just kind of out there trying to survive. They've lost their mind. Many of them are naked and just, just a mess. And he goes, so what I do is I pick up one of the guys, I invite him to my house, and then I read him a chapter in the Bible every morning and then a chapter in the Bible every night. And, and the teacher's going, okay. And, and he, he says, so what, what happens? He says, well, around no more than 30 days, by, by the end of 30 days, though, their mind comes back. And then, you know, they go back and they, and he goes, many of them are like business professionals, attorneys and doctors and she says it's amazing their mind comes back and then they just go back and their life is great and so here's what we do in the church so the head of the school goes wow because what what are we thinking okay formula what scripture man he could sell a lot of cd series on this right or write a book and and he and and the teacher goes well what what scripture and he goes I, I read one, one, one verse in the, or one chapter in the Old Testament in the morning, one chapter in the New Testament in the afternoon or in the evening. He goes, okay, which one? He goes, oh, it doesn't matter. 
He goes, it doesn't matter what we read. Just, just, we just read a chapter in the morning, chapter in the evening, Old Testament, New Testament. Within 30 days, their mind comes back and their life is completely put back in order. And so this, this, this teacher is like, wow. And he's telling stories about this person and that person that has been set free by the power of God. And so he goes, well, where in the world did you learn that? And this, this national student just kind of like looked at him. And he goes, well, I, I learned that from you. Doesn't the word of God say that the word of God is full of life and power? But if you study that out, it's life and power to those that believe it. So you got to believe it. How do you know that you're believing it? Because it'll be coming out of your mouth. Right? This is huge. Faith comes by hearing God's word. In other words, this verse right here is telling you and I how to build our faith. This is not just telling me how faith comes. It's, see, everything God does builds and increases. It's telling me how to increase and build my faith. And we need to do that every moment of every day. It doesn't take CDs, smartphones, Christian TV to build your faith. What it takes is that you and I have a willingness and determination to constantly say what God's word says. A willingness and a determination. I don't care how I feel. I don't care what report I have or what symptoms are going on in my body or what's happening. See, I refuse to ever look at our outward to see where our church is at. See, today in the natural, there's empty chairs. But I don't see empty chairs. All I see is full chairs. So as I'm ministering today, I mean, do you think God in any way, do you think God is focused on this chair? No, no, no. God's focused on Fran, right? Carissa, Teresa. So we minister. Right now, he's ministering to us. And as we grow and as we walk this out, we'll, we'll yield all of our fruit in our season, right? We'll be a catalyst to help other churches grow. We'll be a catalyst when we run into believers to, to, to get, get them back where they need to be, not by telling them what to do, but just by living our life, right? See, we don't work out anybody else's salvation, right? You could have an opinion about why people are not in church or why this person's doing this or this person's doing that, and and, and you're on dangerous ground there because you're getting dangerously close to judging another believer, which will cause you to be judged. I don't know about you. Jesus was judged for me. I don't want anything to do with judgment. Right? Except the judgment seat of Christ, which really is an award ceremony. That, and that'll be Okay. I think anything with me standing face to face with Jesus is going to be okay, right? I love that. It's a willingness and a determination 
to consistently say what God's word says. This is how faith comes. And this is how you build your faith. And here's the thing. You will get stronger and stronger and stronger. The Bible talks about be strong in the Lord. That in the literal Greek, it means be continuously strengthened inwardly in the Lord. How? Because I live with a willingness and a determination to consistently speak his word. So I live my life like this. I get, I get pricked by something, and what comes out is it is written. But it comes out, see, the more you peer into the word of God, the deeper you'll go into revelation of a word. This is why, as I study the word of God, it's, it's hilarious. Because every time I'm looking into it, I see more. Did you notice even by that little thing, faith comes <clears throat> by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Did you, did you feel what happened in here? People went, oh, whoa. They got some light. Well, you keep looking at that and you'll go deeper into it. And, and I mean, it'll strengthen you and it'll increase you more and more. That's why the path of the righteous is one of increase you increase more and more. It says to the full day. What is the full day? That's full revelation. That's face to face with Jesus. See, I'm to walk with my eyes fixed on him. I mean, this is literally our life on the earth. I'm walking through my life. I'm walking by the faith of God. I'm walking yielded to the love of God. I'm continuously being strengthened by the strength of God. I've got his word in my heart coming out of my mouth. It's literally, literally coming out of my mouth, which means now it's washing over my mind. And, it, and the word of God is pulling detrimental thought processes out of my mind to where now fear Thoughts of fear, thoughts of anxiety, all this stuff is literally being pulled out of me. And I start thinking in line with the word of God. And it, he becomes so real to me to all of a sudden I realize, oh my gosh, I stepped out of my body and I'm standing before him. That's to be your life. Our life is in Christ. You were created in Christ. You walk in him. You live, you move in him, and you will be in his presence forever. I love, I love the way Jesus, when he was on the earth, Satan, like a demon, would manifest, and he would literally ignore the thing. Why? Because it's a non-issue. Satan is to be a non-issue in your life. And, but the only way for you to know it is you've got to constantly be hearing the words of your Father on the inside of you. So you make a choice. I've made a choice. Father, I believe this. And I hold this word above everything. And now I get the honor of hearing his word. 
When I get to heaven, Jesus is going to say some things to me and I'm going to smile and go, wow, I've heard you say that to me before. He's going to have a look on his face and I'm going to go, oh, I remember walking through, through life. I remember driving down Dodge and all of a sudden I, I, I sensed that in my spirit that you were looking at me that way. I mean, that's, this is what we're talking about. See, the Bible, the Bible says things over and over again about because he's with me, what can, I, what can man ever do to me? Right? You build your faith through consistency. It's a willingness and a determination to consistently speak God's word. Listen, you will listen to you more than you listen to anybody else. God designed your mind. If your mind is going this way with all of these thoughts from the enemy, God designed your mind that if you will literally speak it, your mind will shut up and listen to what's coming out of your mouth. It's the way he designed us. It helps us. You could be so out of it you know, go home today and watch four hours of CNN or Fox. How life-giving would that be? Right? You're gonna, your mind will be doing all kinds of stuff. But you know, you take the word of God and in three seconds, it just eradicates all of it. But here's the thing. What we do is we live with a willingness and a determination to where I'm always going to speak the word of God. So that means, you know what? I'm not going to listen to certain things. I'm not going to have certain things around me. Right? This is, this is huge. People will override everything they are hearing by what they are saying. This is why Jesus said, take no thought saying. You take a thought when you speak it. And he's talking about don't take the enemy's thoughts. When you're listening to the master talk to you, the word of God, Jesus, all the time, it just quiets all this other stuff down. And that's faith. See, the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, it, it says in the, in the final days, perilous times, well, in, in, in chapter 3, verse 1, it says, in the final days, perilous times are going to come. And it says the reason why is because men will be lovers of their own self. But then if you go right down to verse 7, it says this, they're ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And this describes in many times our stream. Right? Man, we've been here in faith forever and to the point to where now most pastors are not teaching it because, well, you know, I've been teaching it for years and we know all this. Are you kidding me? Right? Is our church, is our church 300,000 people in 40 different campuses in Omaha? No? Well, I wonder if we really, maybe we need a little bit more to grow. Maybe we haven't learned enough. Right? See, this is the thing. We, we have to make sure we're never in this place. Ever learning. You know how you ever learn and never come to the knowledge? This word knowledge means 
It's the full discernment of the truth where you're laying hold of the truth because you're personally involved. You're a doer of it. Ever learning, but you're never, in other words, you're a listener, but you're not a hearer is what this is saying right? You think you know. You can quote the scripture, but the minute Satan goes, boo, you let go of it. Oh man, I think I'm going to die, right? This is so important that we see this. In James chapter 1, in verse 22, I want to talk about this being a doer because what we're defining right now is how to hear the word of God. If you understand how to hear God's word, then faith will come. You don't have to play the faith game. Faith will come. All you need to know now is how to release it, right? And what you'll find out is is really how it comes is how you release it. It it all kind of, we're, we're talking about three different things, but they're all really one. James chapter one, verse 22, it says, but be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only. Now this word hearer is different than in Romans 10.17. In Romans 10.17, it was the Greek word akoe, A-K-O-E. This word hearing is akrotes. It literally, it's a masculine noun. It's not a feminine noun. And this means someone who is listening without practicing what they hear. The Bible says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only or not. Don't be a hearer of the word only. Don't listen to it and not practice it. Right? See, in the church today, man, if somebody comes up and we lay hands on them and, and, and they fall under the power, we are like, wow, that is so wonderful. But no, no, we shouldn't measure the power of God by that. We should measure the power of God by what happens in their life after they get back up. So many times we're seeking the spectacular, but we're missing the supernatural. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. If you listen to the word with the attitude that I'm not going to do it, you can get to a point where you're self-deceived. What does that mean? That means Satan's not even, he doesn't even, you can let him go on vacation because you're deceiving yourself now. People are walking around thinking I'm in faith when you're not. People are going around thinking they're a prophetic gift and they're ruining lives because they're not. They're not a doer of the word. People go around feeling like they're super spiritual when they're super carnal. People feel like they're super spiritually mature and they come into churches and they're just going to see how that little pastor does because I'm discerning all the... Yeah, I know, it's hilarious. I'm discerning you know, and sometimes they'll even come up to you and go, you know, pastor, it's almost like they're patting you on the head. Oh, little pastor, you're, you're doing a nice little job. You're just like, yep, self-deceived. 
see that a mile away. Been there. Have you ever had the Lord where you're like, I literally traveled to California to, to spend time in prayer to really pray this thing out, this powerful man of God, Tony Finley. And after nine days, the Lord spoke to me. And he said, he said, Tony, you're not even in faith. It took him nine days to get that over to me. That is ridiculous. Now, the good news with God is you know how fast I got in faith? Like that. See, we got to watch the self-deception because self-deception will make you feel like you're sick or make you believe that you're sick when you're really healed. It'll make you, it'll make you think and believe that you're under financially when you're really not. It'll make you feel like you are all alone when you are right in the middle of literally the presence of God and you won't know it, right? There's people in the body of Christ that literally think that their whole life is, is an instrument in the hand of God for righteousness when in fact they're, they're literally their whole life is a weapon in the hand of the enemy to divide and destroy the church. Where does all of it come from? Are they bad people? No, they're just listening. They're not hearing. But if you hear, you'll never deceive yourself. Isn't that amazing? See, God wants you to see everything as it really is, not as it seems. Satan wants you to see everything as it seems. Hmm. How'd I get off on all that? It says in verse 23... For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's going to explain it. He's like a man beholding his natural face in a mirror. It says a glass, but it's talking about a mirror. And he beholds himself. For he beholds himself, verse 24. And then what does he do? He beholds himself. I come to church, I hear the nice little sermon, and then I do what? Look at what it says. He beholds himself, but then he goes his way. So in other words, come, man, that was a great message. Some people even come, church like ours, man, they come and they're like, wow, man, I... I've got the victory. I, could, I mean, this is my answer. This was me for years. I'd, go, I'd come into these meetings, and I'm like, wow, this is my answer. My life's going to be better. But then what I would do is I would do this, and I would go my way. And, and the Bible says when you do this, you immediately, it says in straightway, that means at once, Forget what manner of man that he was. What do you mean he was? You forget what manner of man that you were when you were looking in the mirror. Right? We don't want to do that. Because then if you forget who you really are, you'll be self-deceived. Man. See, see, you don't want to go 
and get a couple of spotters in a gym and put like 645 plates, 645 pound plates on each side of a barbell. And you know, you're all really, you're just really into it. <clears throat> well, I'll tell a story. This is a hilarious story. So back when we lived in Iowa, you know, I, I, I really lifted pretty heavy. <clears throat> and, you know, um, so I would work out with, they had these dumbbells and, and it was bad because they were the cast iron ones and you'd drop them so they were almost kind of bent a little bit. But, you know, I would get a 120-pound dumbbell in each hand, and you sit, and then you kind of kick it up, and then I would, I would I'd bench that. Well, it took me, you know, a long time to get that wear. And so here's this guy. He comes in with his girlfriend. He's working out. And I'm with my workout partner, Frank, who's this new age guy, right? And, uh, and all of a sudden, we see this guy, you know, with his massive 14-inch arms walk over and he grabs the 120-pound dumbbells because we had just been done working with him, and he's trying to impress his girlfriend. You see him. You, 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 if you're carrying it like that, brother, you better not try to lift it. So when he saw me, so he literally, he gets down, and he's, he's, you can see his arms, and then he kicks his legs up, and they go like this. And, and Frank and I are like, you know, we're, we're like watching this guy, and then you could tell one arm starts, as soon as it starts moving, you know what's going to happen. 120 pounds, if I did that right now, I'd be in trouble. So this arm's going, so what is he going to do? He, he lets go of it. And it literally catapults him. It's exactly like somebody who forgets who they are. the Holy Spirit will keep you right where you are. And if you get in a situation where the enemy comes in, see, see, here's the way it is in God. If, if all of a sudden you're in a situation that would re require you to be able to bench press 120-pound dumbbells, <clears throat> here's the thing. If you're in that situation... The Holy Spirit, you do, okay, Tony, you lift your 25 pounds in each hand and I'll lift the other 95. That's the way the Holy Spirit is. He takes hold together with us against what we face. But see what happens when you're not in faith. He's not able to take hold with you because you're walking your own way. Isn't it sad? The only difference is this person heard the same word that a doer would hear, but he put it down and he just went his own way. Do you know why most people do that? Because they've never been taught. They've never been taught how to meditate in the word. Right? It says here, but whoever, verse 25, looks, that means you look, and the Greek word means you look and you keep on looking, into the perfect law of liberty. What's that? That's the word of God. Whoever looks and keeps on looking at the perfect law of liberty and continues therein. <clears throat> he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, 
He will be blessed in his deed, or in the Greek it says, he'll be blessed in his doing. So it talks about continuing. Why are we talking about this? Tony, why are you talking about being a doer of the word? I thought you're talking about how faith comes. Yes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing, continual present tense. That sounds a lot like looking and keep on looking. Sounds a lot like continuing in, right? I have so many notes. I'm not even going to say how, what page I'm on because I will get ridiculed for that when I go home today <laughs> by two very beautiful women that love giving me a hard time. Look at Joshua 1.8. I just want to show you a couple pictures, and then we'll go. I was going to go into a bunch of stuff, but we'll, you'll come back next week, won't you? Yeah. Praise God. Yeah, that'll be good. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Let's look at this again. So here's Joshua. He's going to take the children of Israel into the promised land to obtain their inheritance. That is an exact picture of you and I as a Christian going and laying hold of our inheritance in God. So God tells Joshua that he tells him exactly what to do. This verse is literally, you could write in there, this verse is my guarantee to success. Or you could put this, this verse is the key to success. If you'll do this verse. He tells Joshua, this book of the law, for us as a New Testament believer, reading under the light of the New Testament, we would say the word of God. To Joshua, he had the first five books, right? He had the law of Moses, the Pentateuch. We have the whole word of God. So we could say this, the word of God shall not depart out of your mouth. That means that God's word, for it not to depart out of your mouth, that means it's always got to be in your mouth, right? Knox translation of this verse says, Allow God's word to govern your utterance. In other words, allow the word of God to govern what you say. Right? We should understand that, right? We have a, we have a mask mandate in Omaha. And, and, and we are governed that when we walk into a place of business or a restaurant or whatever, we have to wear a mask. Right? Right? So that, 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 that is governing our society, unfortunately. I, I don't like masks because I, I'm such a people person. I, I want to see their face, right? So it governs us. The word of God is to govern a Christian. It governs me. When my flesh wants to say something different, I can't. When I just want to say, you know what, I'm just, I'm just sick and tired, I can't say that. When, when, when I'm just, you know, I remember complaining to the Lord when I was a young man. Not that I'm not young now. <laughs> right? So I just remember complaining. Lord, why? I just, can I just have a break? Why do I have to always walk in faith? Right? And that's when you hear this wonderful thing. Well, I haven't really seen you walk in faith yet. Oh, now I understand why this is so hard, right? It says here, 
The book of the law, the word of God shall not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate therein day and night. This, mean, this word meditate means to mutter. This means you'll say it over and over and over again. But you'll meditate in it day and night. Why? So that you may observe to do all that's written in the word. In English, I'm going to meditate in the word of God. I'm going to mutter it over and over and over so that I will start to observe myself doing it. See, most Christians are not walking by the faith of God because they're not meditating in the word so they don't even see themselves on the inside walking by the faith of God. But they know the scripture so they think they're all, man, I could quote every healing scripture. So what? You could die. You know how many people have died of sickness and disease in their body quoting the healing scriptures and got to heaven and went, oh, Oh, that's where I missed it. Now, if Jesus would say to him, you want to go back and try it again? No, 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 I'm good. <laughs> right? Don't think we'd want to come back, right? There is no loss for us. But guys, we're here now. So let's just, let's just live in the realm of no man's going to take our life. Nothing's going to shorten my life. Right? I'm not going to die. I'm going to live. And I'm going to declare the works of the Lord. Right? So it says here that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, wow, then, once you have meditated in the word. <clears throat> once you've meditated to the point to where you see yourself doing it. Then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall have good success. I want to ask Joshua, so did you see the walls fall before they ever fell? I'll guarantee you his answer is going to be yes. This guy walked with God like this, that he was in a battle, and he was winning, and the sun was going down, and he literally <clears throat> knew God told him, no man will ever be able to stand before you all the days of your life. He took what God said and said, okay. And he called and he commanded the sun to stop. And it says, on that day, the God of heaven heeded the word of a man. So now we know from science today that God literally had to stop the whole universe. That's amazing, right? I wonder if we could lay hold of all that God's given us. We have the very Spirit of God in us. We're brand new creatures. We, the faith of God comes by hearing His voice. Wow. What am I saying? To build your faith, you're going to have to speak God's Word. You cannot let it depart from your mouth. God did not say, don't ever stop listening to faith teaching. He didn't say that. He said, never let my word depart from your mouth. Now, should you listen to teaching? Absolutely. I listened. If you go turn the car on, right? I mean, we drove to church this morning. We didn't listen to the word on the way to church. But normally, you get in my car and turn it on, you're going to hear somebody. Because I listen to the word all the time. 
right? But I speak the word of God all the time. If you heard me read my Bible, you would laugh. If you heard me listen to, listen to a teaching tape, you would laugh at me, right? I'm sure people draw, they're probably like, yeah, there's this guy in town. He's got this third John 2 license plate. I, I don't know. He might not even be stable because he's always talking to himself, <laughs> right? And I am speaking to myself in songs and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in my heart to the Lord, meditating on his word. Woman with the issue of blood, for she continually said, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. And he said, woman, your faith has, made, has healed you. No, it didn't say that. It said, woman, your faith has made you whole. She got exactly what she said. You keep God's word in your mouth by saying it over and over to yourself. This is the foundation of being a doer of the word. This is how you avoid deception. This is how faith comes. We're going to talk more about this. We meditate in the word of God. Faith is of the heart. It's not of your mind. It's of the heart. So you must meditate on God's word so that you're operating out of what you believe in your heart instead of what you're seeing or feeling in your flesh. It's so important. I meditate in it and meditate in it because faith comes by hearing. So here's the thing today. As you're hearing this, if you want to move from being a listener to a hearer, there will be scriptures that come up in your heart. No doubt right now, if you have ears to hear, the Holy Spirit's going, okay, this area of your life, I want you to apply the word of God to it and I want you to start speaking it. And I'm telling you, what'll happen is you will start to observe yourself doing it. You'll observe yourself. You, I mean, you'll literally see yourself being free from sickness and disease. And, and, and I'm telling you, the principalities and all that stuff of the satanic hierarchy, they're designed, the whole world system is designed to try to pull your head off the word of God and to pull it on a circumstance because the moment you do that, you're not in faith anymore. All Satan wants to do is separate you from your faith. That's it. And to do that, he's got to get you to stop looking at the word and speaking it. So don't let him do that today, amen?